Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we're now on episode 12? Yes. Finally. Awesome. I know. It's been a while for us, like, seeing each other. I know. Um, we've been doing our last, what, two episodes on Zoom, and then we had mm-hmm. to um, postpone this particular episode just work obligations and just life becoming too overwhelming and crazy. Lots going on. A lot going on. But we're back. We have an exciting episode tonight or today or whenever you're listening (laughs) to (laughs) us. Um, But this week, so episode 12, we're really excited about it. Um, We're going to, you know, review a wine. I have my little mocktail with me. We're going to be talking about favorite book tropes. And then we're going to be diving into the story Defy the Night by... No, I'm going to let you say it because I want you to say her name. No, because I always butcher... (laughs) Brid... Yep, go ahead. Bridget? Bridget, yeah. Uh, Kemmerer? Kemmerer? Kemmerer. Kemmerer. (laughs) By Bridget Kemmerer, yes. You see what I she does not, to me? I cannot wait for her to say that name. <laughs> so, so, yes, Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with names, and I'm a teacher, which doesn't help the process, so not, I'm so sorry. It's hilarious, <laughs> and I enjoy it. So, hopefully other people enjoy it. I'm pretty sure the authors <laughs> do not when I butcher their names or their character names, so I apologize. It's not for the lack of trying just my mouth can't form certain syllables and letter sounds. Like, I don't know what's up with me. She does do a lot of practicing. I do so practice. <laughs> I do. Because I don't want to sound crazy, but I wind up always sounding crazy. Yes. But anyway, we're going to be um, diving into that book. Um, I enjoyed it. How do you I feel about it. it? Okay. So we, we won't go too deep mm-hmm. just yet. Let's talk about our drinks first. Let's. Let's start off the evening or your day the right way with a nice drink, whether it's water, coffee, whatever your heart's desire. We usually do a mocktail and wine. So, Jenny, Mm -hmm. what wine do you have? So, I have Peach Bay. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get. (laughs) So, I was trying to read the name of the wine and... I messed it up and then read the name of the winery. So it's Plymouth Bay Winery, and the wine is Peach Bay. It's a white wine, and I already know I'm going to hate it. Because you're not a fan of peach, right? Is that I, it? So I'm not... I like peach. I just, from the look of it, it looks a little cloudy. Mm. It's not very clear, so I don't know if I'm going to like it. Oh my god. Um, that face says it all. It smells so bad. This is off the moment I put oh my the god. <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, this is so bad. Oh, that's horrible. Oh so, my god. I knew I wasn't gonna like it. It's all good. Well, what's your, your second oh. drink here? So, <laughs> I love Trulies. We so, do. this week I bought a new one that came out. My husband corrected me. It's not the margarita ones. It's like the poolside package. And right now I'm drinking the strawberry melon fizz. 
So I'm going to stick with that because that, uh, that wine is awful. Oh, my word. Sorry. It, it does look very, very cloudy. Does it, do, does it not taste like peach? Like what? Oh, you get the aftertaste of peach, mm-hmm. but that first, I wish you could taste it. That first Let me smell stench it. is mm-hmm. not good at all. I don't like it. Maybe oh, I no, just... no, 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 no. Okay, good. It's not me. No. Is, is it spoiled? I hope Can, can wine get spoiled? No. That doesn't... No, no, no. I don't No, think so. it's cloudy in that smell. No way. I don't know. I don't know. No. So, we're just going to put yeah. that away. Okay, well, hopefully <laughs> mine, mine is okay. Mine is a mocktail, non-alcoholic, strawberry mojito. It has muddled strawberries, mint, honey, lime juice, and I muddled that. And then I have it with some ice, some sparkling water, and a splash of Sprite. So hopefully it's refreshing and nice. It's been sitting here for a minute. It looks very cute. I watched her make it. I hope she likes it. It just tastes like flavored water. Oh, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like diluted strawberry water, like sparkling strawberry yeah. water. Maybe you should have um maybe done more honey spray. or something or more spray. Yeah. It's definitely minty. It's definitely refreshing. It's almost like you know how you go to a spa and they have like cucumber water kind okay. of thing. Imagine that with strawberry and mint, basically. Okay. Well, I, I drink a lot of cucumber and mint water. So. so, if you want diffused water, this is great. Okay. Good to know. Put it together. Cool. Fret. Great for the summertime. I know. Great for tomorrow. It's going to be so hot tomorrow. So. I know. Well, for us. For us. For because us. Today is Friday. Friday. Yeah. And tomorrow is Saturday for us. Yeah. yeah. So, that's going to be... I might make that just to be, like, outside yeah. and stay, you know, nice and cool. All right. So, those were our drinks. I, mm-hmm. I will continue drinking mine because it's very refreshing. Jenny's moving on to Truly because yep. the wine of her choice was just not there. And now we're going to be going into our favorite book tropes. Yes. But so Jenny many. has a great little collection of different kinds of book tropes if you yeah. don't know what it is. She's going to give you a, a list of different ones and even some book recommendations to go along with mm-hmm. it, which is nice. So, yes. Jenny, hit us off. All right. So, the most infamous, Enemies to Lovers. Gotta love it. We all love that one. Um, and I put just two examples where you can find that. Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston and Fireheart by Emma Ham. They okay. both have those in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go too deep into these books because we have talked about them Mm -hmm. a lot of them or they're on our instagram as well right um let's see we have enemies with benefits Hmm. that's always a fun one that's always i don't think i've ever had one enemies with benefits wretched by emily mcintyre that's a good one is it yes Hmm. you should read it i'm gonna have to yeah it's part of the never after series there's three of them that's the third one okay Mm-hmm. It's a fun one. There's Friends to Lovers. I love Friends to Lovers. I do too, but I don't... I feel like it's there like so romantic. Like, it's... Yeah. So, the only one I could, like, think of off the top of my head was Shadow and Bone. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The Who Did This To You trope. Mm. I love that one. That kind of goes... I'm gonna kill you. Yes. Who touched you? Who did this to you? 
Um, the Mix Up by Eve Marion. Mm-hmm. Forced Proximity. Oh, I love that. Do one. you have forced <laughs> proximity and um, sharing one bed? Was that one or no? It, I don't you, have that one on here. I mean, forced proximity and sharing one bed—that's kind of like the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I do. I put EJ Mellow. Yes. Of the Burning Sea, mm-hmm. they're stuck on the same ship together. Yes. Um, Forbidden Love, Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Can't get. Go wrong with Romeo and Juliet. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, fake relationship. Oh, I love that. Fake mm-hmm. relationships, fake dating. I love it. Yes, the Spanish love deception is a good one. That's a pretty popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, mistaken identity. I just finished reading this one. Fate of Wrath and Flame. Um, what else do we have? We have opposites attract or from different worlds mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The Population series by Elizabeth Stevens. The Faded Mates. Aww. You can literally find that in any book. Mm-hmm. The example I chose was the Very Mate series by Elizabeth Stevens. Slow Burn. I love Slow Burn. I know. You could literally find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Any, anywhere you have enemies to lovers. Any, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You will find Slow Burn. Mm-hmm. And then Found Family. Oh, that's, that's a, a good cute one. one. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's a very mushy one, though. Mm-hmm. But you could find that in a lot. Um, Isle of the Immortals, I think. Um, no, Defy the Night doesn't have that one. Found oh, Family? No. No, no not right? really. No. I had another one in my head and it just disappeared. So yeah. Found family. I feel like I read something recently, but it's not Same. coming to mind. Same. Yeah, I know it's gonna bother me. Maybe I'll put it in the comments. Yes, like, post yes. This post it. <laughs> it's a, a book just came to mind, and the but yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So what are your favorites, or do you have any extra? I don't have extra, but Enemy to Lovers is my mm. ultimate, like, any book with Enemies to Lovers, I'm going to love it just yeah. for the, um, like, that, that animosity and tension that they have, but you know they, like, like each other, but then yeah. they hate each other, um, which could bring those steamy scenes mm-hmm. or spicy scenes, make the fights even better. Um, the banter, oh my god, the back and forth. It's wonderful. You can't. Um, I also like the moments where they realize they're in love with that person and they're trying to deny it and coming up with like those excuses as to like why they shouldn't be together or why they don't like them. Like to me, those are like the cutesy kind of moments. Um, and the like denial of of it, but I really love enemies to lovers. I think it brings me mad though. It's like you know you like each other. It's like right. It's like just kiss. (laughs) Just touch her. Right. You know you're gonna do it. Just do it now. Um, but then that tension, you know, that build up, the the suspense of it, um, that's why I I love my enemies to lovers. Yeah, I would agree. I think that has become mm-hmm. my favorite because I used to really like friends to lovers mm-hmm. it was very cutesy but mm-hmm. I think enemies to lovers plus you get all of the other slow burns yes forced proximity mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. they don't want to be near each other and mm-hmm. they have to be so I think that's probably my favorite oh one one book trope is uh sharing the horse or something like, oh yeah it's like <laughs> a good book for that is Isle of the Immortal for sure they have to share <laughs> the one horse yeah, one horse trope <laughs> 
that's a good one. Which, um, enemies to lovers, I feel like, is a little bit of defy the night. Um, so yes. this is where it gets confusing because it's it's a friends to lovers, but it's also enemies to lovers. Yes. And we'll explain more when we go into explaining defy the night. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this me book. Too. Um, it reminded me. Oh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of <clears throat> Resan and Farah a little bit in okay. the her finding out who he is kind of thing and him, you know, coming off as like the bad guy, but mm-hmm. really he's just trying to help his people. Yeah. I um see that. so that's where where I get um, a little bit of that enemies to lovers kind of thing. Okay. But then on the other side of it, um, where where I get the resand and, and um, Feyre was the enemies to lovers kind of dynamic. And then the friends to lovers, it's like, oh my God, I, know. I love them. It's okay. such a good mix of the two. It really is. And it's the same characters, which yes. makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. So... Um, let's go into it. So, Defy the Night is, um, about Tessa and and Wes, Mm -hmm. basically, at first. And, um, their homeland called... It's... (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. (laughs) I think it's Kandala. Okay. I think. But isn't there... It's Kandala. I, I spelled it out. Kandala. Okay. Okay. Kandala. Kandala. I think Kandala sounds better than Kandala. Yeah. Kandala. Kandala. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but basically, it's where they live. Like, they're... It's the kingdom. The kingdom. Yes. Um, has a plague and mm-hmm. sickness where people are dying from a fever. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that's basically it, like a fever, right? It's yeah, like a it's cough a with a fever. It's like a yeah. plague. Um, there's not really a name for it. It's not like chicken pox or something. It's just like you come down with, first it's a cough, and then there's a fever, and then you're dead, basically. Right. So it's a huge sickness that's plaguing their land, and um, the two main characters are basically like outlaws. It's Tessa mm-hmm. and Wes. And what they've been doing is there is a, a cure, kind of. It's a flower. And you have to kind of make like an ex, uh, elixir for mm-hmm. it. And um, this is what helps people, you know, um, not get the sickness. Or if you do have the sickness, it helps you. Yeah, it like helps relieve the fever the so fever. that you can get better. Right. The problem, they're outlaws because... This flower and this elixir, basically, or medicine is super expensive. Mm -hmm. And the only people who have been able to afford it are the rich people. And they're buying it by, like, the bundles. So even if you were poor and you were saving up money, sometimes there's just not enough because the rich have, like, overtaken it. So this is causing a rebellion with the, you know, amongst the poor. They're like... The rich people are able to live. All of us are dying. Um, and our king really isn't helping us. So um, they're mad at the king. So what they've been doing is they've been going into the royal sector and stealing 
you know, um, the, the, the flower, moon, moon flower the moon flower petals. They've been stealing it and um, making the medicine for mm-hmm. it. Some people are stealing it and like profiting off of it. So they're like not even really helping the people. They're profiting off of it. Tessa and Wes don't ask for anything. They're literally there just to help the poor. They just yeah. want to help out. They're they want- basically like Robin Hood. Yes. Steal mm-hmm. from the rich to give mm-hmm. to the poor. They're not exactly. taking it for themselves. They're just mm-hmm. helping everybody else. Whereas the other people, the rebellion, mm-hmm. like the people part of the rebellion, it, it's for themselves or to make a profit or like get something out of it. Whereas right. Wes and Tessa, they're not like that. Um, so Tessa mm-hmm. lost her her parents to... What were what, the so night they, watch? So the night patrol, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her parents were doing the same thing Tessa and Wes are doing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They basically are going into the kingdom to or the palace area to take the, the royal petals. sector. Yeah, the royal sector to take the petals to help their neighbors, the mm-hmm. people who live like out in the wilds mm-hmm. that are very poor. And they were caught one night mm-hmm. and were killed by the night patrol. Because mm-hmm. um. The night patrol knows, like, if they see you at night, it's because, like, you're you're up to no good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, her parents were killed, and Tessa would have been killed if it hadn't been for Wes, yes. who kind of, like, saw what was happening and kind of, like, covered her mouth and brought her into the woods before she could react and before the night patrol can actually see. So, he wound up helping her, and then from then on, they built, like, this really good friendship. Mm-hmm. So, I want to say, like, the rebellion was was starting to peak, and more people were starting to um, go into the royal sector yes. to steal the moonflowers, and it was causing trouble between Tessa and Wes, because Wes is like, oh, we should slow down, we shouldn't be doing this right now, and that was a nice little... Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little... A little opening. Um, And so it was getting to be a little bit crazy. He's like, we're going to get caught. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing this right now. I think even Tessa got hurt at some point. And that's why she couldn't go over. Because you basically have to climb a wall. There's a huge wall that's blocking the wilds where the poor people live. And um, the royal sector. So, Wes was like, we should really just stop. And she was like, no, we have to do this. We have to help the people. And so, he was like, okay, you stay behind. Get, you know, the bottles ready, the water boiling, so that when I bring the flowers, we can start making the medicine. So, he goes and... He doesn't come back. He doesn't come back. And she hears the... there's. You know, the the alarms go off. When they find someone, mm-hmm. the alarms go off. And the, um, basically, he's like the right hand of the king. He kind of makes uh, an example out of you. Yeah, the king's justice. And his name is Prince Corrin. Yeah. And the king is King Harrison? Har- Har- Harrison? Harrison. Yes. yes, and they're brothers. Yes. And their story is the king, King Harrison and Prince Corrick, 
they became part of the royal, like, they came to power because their parents were assassinated mm -hmm. by the consul who um, basically turned their back on them. Yeah, so, like, the, the consuls, there's, what, like, seven of them? They're, like, advisors yeah, of different of sectors. Of section, yes. their own area, and their parents were killed by one of these consuls who turned their back on them or mm -hmm. didn't like them and wanted to rule. So they were overpowered and they were killed, which kind of pushed Prince Coric and King Harrison into right. power. And what's sad is, like, their parents were kind of loved by mm -hmm. the people. Yeah, they were. And everyone liked them, even though, you know, the sickness was happening... You know, they were still loved by the people. Right. And I think the consul got mad at the fact that, hey, we're dying. And I think they wanted to protect everyone. And, you know, the rich are like, no, these poor people don't need the medicine. We need it. We need to hoard it. Right. So they got mad at his parents and wound up assassinating them, which turned Coric and, and Harrison. Her, oh Her Harrison. Harrison. Yes. To become kind of like the mean king and, you know... Right hand. Or right hand. Yeah. They were, so, like, pressured. They were pressured mean. to, like, be mean, make examples of people mm -hmm. who were stealing the moonflowers. Execute so, them. So they were brutal. Nope. And when you're like that and you're not helping the poor, you're, you're, not, you're making more enemies than friends. Right. So, not only do they have enemies within the consul, but now your people don't even back you up either. Right. Especially when you're killing them. And you're killing them because they're just trying to live. Mm -hmm. Like, they're trying to find, you know, the flowers to to survive. Right. They're, base, they're desperate. Just so you have, like, a good idea as to how, what a difference that they're all being treated. Mm -hmm. So, the... Poor people or regular people who mm -hmm. live in the wilds, like outside of the kingdom, are they're being rationed, right? Like yeah. they're just given little, bits, little, little maybe portions. one dose mm -hmm. per day or something. While the kingdom, everyone, the consuls, the richer people are all taking like three to four times the dose mm -hmm. that they actually need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they take it like three times, four times yeah. a day. Whereas the poor people can only, if they can afford it, they right. can only afford one dose. Right. So imagine you have a family of four, mm -hmm. and you could only, you could only, you know, afford one dose. Who do you give it to? Right. So that's basically what they're battling. So desperate times calls for desperate measure, measures, and that's why the rebellion's happening. People are stealing. So Prince Coric and the king, they're, people don't like them. So Wes... He doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. Tessa's like, oh my God. She's flipping out. She's flipping out. She's like, this is, you know, my basically my best friend. They kind of, you know, it's that slow burn where, you know, they want to be more than friends, but they don't want to ever have to, if they get caught, ever have to rat on each other. So Wes and Tessa have never seen each other's faces. Never. I loved that. That mm -hmm. part they the always story. they always wore masks when they were together and they you know they gave each other fake names 
Well, Tessa did it. Tessa gave her real name. Tessa gave her real name. Wes did it. Um, so that if they were ever caught, they yeah. couldn't, you know, they couldn't rat each other out, which was yeah. I thought was like kind of sweet. It is. I absolutely love that relationship. Right in the beginning, you yes. feel like their little flirting mm-hmm. and kind of like their banter here and mm-hmm. there. She says, I hate you, but you know, she really loves him. Yeah. So when those alarms go off, she knows something's wrong. Yeah. And in the in the same token, uh Coric is Prince Coric is being pushed to be more brutal. He's like, hey, more people um the council is like more people are coming and stealing our flowers. They're raiding the the carriages that have all the the moon flowers. You need to do something. Mind you, this is Mostly one console, Alessander. Yeah, Alexander. They're all doing it, but Alessander is like the weasel. He is the weasel because not only does he have the moon flowers, but he ups the prices mm-hmm. up to the king. Yeah. Like the taxes. Because he's, he's the one who grows, him and another sector grow the moon flower. It's the only place that is has um, soil that yeah. can, can basically um, have it grow. So there's only two... Two places that can grow these flowers, and every time something happens, they raise the taxes or the price of it. So soon, even the king isn't gonna be able to afford it, and the the um, council is gonna be richer than the freaking king because I of know. how much taxes they're doing. So he's like, "Hey, my carriages are getting raided. What are you gonna do about it?" So Cork is like, he has to be more barbaric and brutal right. and and making examples and what we know is that Korg doesn't want to do that like one he never wanted to be basically this you know right hand man to the king mm-hmm. he never wanted to kill people but he doesn't want his brother's hands to get dirty so he's like i'll do it you know i'll be the brutal one i'll be the one that people really hate so that eyes aren't on my brother and he also doesn't want the eyes on the king because because the king has been sick all his life and he fears that he's gonna one day get the sickness and then who's gonna take over it would have to be him and he does not want to be king so he was like all eyes on me don't look at my brother who's coughing over here in the corner i'll do what i have to do so the last person that they catch they make an example out of him. They hang him over the 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 wall. They like take his eyes out and you know they keep his mask on and the birds are like chipping away at his body. It's so sad. And it's Wes. Yeah. And Tessa sees him that way and she's like, This is my fault. What am I gonna do? So, her crazy self is like, I'm going to go into the royal sector. And murder the king. And try and murder the king. <laughs> yep. This girl makes it into the <laughs> castle, basically, before she gets caught. But when she gets caught, she's like, what the fuck did I just do? How did it I was, get... It was very fast. Like, she got yes. in there. She followed people in. Made it into, like, the servant area yes, or whatever. and hid in the closet. In the freaking closet. She hid in the closet for a couple hours, I think. Mind you, she knew that somebody saw her. <laughs> One of the servants saw her. 
So she hides in this closet for God knows how long. And she's like, what the fuck did I just do? Because, you know, she's not in the right state of mind. She just saw Wes's body. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just like, she's just out of it. She's so stupid. And she actually movie. got in there because she was asking her boss or whatever to do that if she can deliver mm-hmm. that day's elixir right. to the... Um, Somebody in the, the console or something, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's how she got into the actual like <laughs> royal area, yeah, and then just slipped right into and the castle. And slipped right, right in. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny that she she hid in the closet, and then it was like she was like, "How long have I been in here?" <laughs> Dummy. So then she finally gets out. And then she was like, oh, I'm in the palace. Maybe I can find moonflowers in here. Let me look. So now she's not even thinking about killing the king. She's just thinking about getting moonflowers. And she gets caught. She sure does. (laughs) So then she gets caught. She's brought to the king and to Prince Coric. And if I'm not mistaken, she gets arrested. She, so, she gets caught, and one of the consuls, one of the women, Lisa, Lisa, or whatever, is in there. Yes. And she's, like, arguing with one of the guards, saying we should just let her go. She's mm-hmm. not a threat. She's mm-hmm. just some girl. Mm-hmm. Just let her go. And then Prince Coric shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I can't just let her go. I'm going to take her to the hold. And she's like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, he finally says, fine, fuck it. I'm not going to take her to mm-hmm. the hold. I'm going to take her to my room. Because um, that particular consul, she's... Um, what do you call it when there's a rebellion and she has, like, empathy or sympathy yeah. for the poor people? She was mm-hmm. like, these people are desperate. Right. You know, they're not they're not coming here and stealing just to steal. Like, some of them really are just trying to survive. Yeah. And we should be helping them and we're not. So, she's kind of, you know, sensitive to the fact of, you know, these rebels yeah. and these outlaws. Like, she, she had... She even said, like, I'll take the ones that you imprisoned right. to my sector. Mm-hmm. She, that, yeah, she's like, I will take your, your rebels, your outlaws, mm-hmm. I'll take them, and I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do what we need to with them, but don't kill them. So, when Tessa shows up and, you know... Usually, whoever gets into the palace, they automatically assume you're going to kill the king. So, she was supposed to be, like, beheaded. Yep. <laughs> and she was supposed to be, get you know, get killed. And instead, she does it. And they send her to to Corrick's room. And what do we find <laughs> out, Jenny? <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> so, she's, like, tied up. She's got blindfolds on or whatever. And she can hear um, Prince Corrick behind her. And he says, mind your metal, Tessa. Mm-hmm. When he said that, my heart dropped. So, <laughs> the reason I say that is because way in the beginning, when when Wes talked to Tessa, mm-hmm. he said the same thing to mm-hmm. her. So, when he when Prince Corrick said it to Tessa, you knew right away it was Wes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so happy that... Wes and Cork was the same person. Me too. Because at first, when I think Wes is dead, I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, I was really, really upset about it. Because it almost gave me, like, Hunger Game vibes. I don't know if you ever read Hunger nope. Games. 
So Katniss and her best friend Gail, they kind of were like the outlaws of their district. Mm -hmm. So they would go out into the into the wilderness like the fence that was supposed to like block them off never really worked it was like an electrical fence and they would go out into the woods and they would hunt for food and you know do those kinds of things so i got that katniss like gail relationship from it so i'm like oh my god that's like if gail died you know and the beginning of hunger games mm-hmm. everyone loved gail gail not necessarily towards the end of hunger games <laughs> but in the beginning everyone loved gail and katniss okay so with that being said, I'm like, wait, I don't want her to be with anyone else. And in my mind, I'm like, watch her be with Corrick since, <laughs> since it's, you know, they're both perspectives in yeah. the story, you know, it's their point of view. So I'm like, obviously, they're going to end up together. And I'm just like, but I don't want it because I want her to be with Wes, which is kind of how you feel when... Katniss and Peta get together. You're at first, you're like, no, she's supposed to be with Gail, but then it works out. But whatever. So I got like that Hunger Games vibe. Okay. So then when when we find out Korg and Wes are the same person, I'm like, okay, he's alive. <laughs> but that's not how she felt. Nope, she was pissed. Yes. She couldn't believe that Korg, this brutal killer. Mm-hmm. Was the same was the person, same person was as Wes. So she had very conflicting yeah. feelings. And I felt that. So did that. I. <laughs> I, I felt, felt that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what? Like, you're happy Wes is really alive. But now you're like, but Cork is just like this bad person. Or made to believe that he's this bad person. But really, he just doesn't want to do this anymore. And he's forced to it's it's the pressure of mm-hmm. you're getting it from like the consoles to like be more brutal mm-hmm. to the poor people but you you want to help your poor people mm-hmm. because people actually used to love them yeah when they were younger so and that's where i get that resand and pharaoh ride because resand you know when he's in the night court mm-hmm. and um under the mountain those people fear him yeah he's a a you know, he's brutal, he's mean, he's vindictive. But then when he's, you know, in um, Valeris, he's he's this amazing, you know... People love him. Amazing king. and But he has, like, that those two sides. So that's where I get that Coric recent kind yeah. of, like, vibe. Um, so we find out Wes and Coric are the same person... And Cork, you know, just has to prove himself to Tessa, like, I'm not this person. I really do want to help, you know, the people. I just don't know how to do it because I'm being pulled in so many different directions that mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Um, so Tessa is there to kind of help him. And in the process, he kind of is messing up his relationship with his brother, the king. Yeah. And the king is like, hey, are you doing something against me? Like, be honest, because I'm, I'm, I don't understand your relationship with Tessa because he's protecting her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that weasel, Alexander, exactly. putting, putting things in his yes. head. But rightfully so, kind of, because it was like, if he was truthful to his brother, you know, mm-hmm. 
just been honest with his yeah. brother, I feel like it would have saved so much trouble between everyone. That was getting that was frustrating. Like the main, like the main thing that I got out of this book, these two brothers mm-hmm. kind of rivaling against each, like mm-hmm. they loved each other a lot, mm-hmm. but neither of them really spoke the, their true, true yes. to each other, mm-hmm. which totally made them clash, and which made Harrison kind of believe Alexander that Corrick may have been doing something kind of fishy. Yep. So he was like, you know, maybe doing treason or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Tessa's like, okay, the only way we can help the people is by being outlaws again. Yes. So she, I don't know what's wrong with Tessa, but this got me mad too. She was like, let's let's leave the the royal sector and go back into the wilds and be the outlaws that we are. And she just wanted her west. She wanted her west. I understand that, but it was like, girl, (laughs) there's so much going on. The rebels have been getting closer and closer to the royal sector. Yeah, they're bombing like the whole the prison or whatever. They bombed the prison and got some prisoners out. Mm -hmm. There was Lachlan, who was one of the head um, Rebels. rebels who escaped. Yeah. So you got rebels who escaped. You got people bombing the royal palace, and you're like, "Oh, let's ex- let's go back. Let's go back and escape." Guess what happens? Oh my god! They get caught. They do get caught because Lachlan knows Corrick's face and his voice, and he's like, "I know you from somewhere." Yep. Oh yeah, you're the one who fucking broke my arms <laughs> when you sent me to the hold. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You're not West. You're Prince Corrick." So what does he do? He gets all the townspeople to beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad at that though. Like I was mad that they that again once again Tessa put Wes mm-hmm. into like a situation. Mm-hmm. But all these people knew him. I, and I get it. Mm-hmm. He was choric and everybody feared him, whatever, but mm-hmm. they all knew him. Like yeah. he took care of them. He helped them. He healed and them. And that was the only way Tessa could get them to stop beating his ass was yeah. like Remember Timmy? <laughs> I helped little Timmy. <laughs> little Timmy. That wasn't really a character, no, but <laughs> basically, just think about that. Oh it was God. like Timmy. Remember when you were sick? <laughs> Wes did this for you. Hey Johnny, remember yes. when your roof was broken? There was like three pages of that. Like yeah. he was like calling people out, saying, "Remember this. Remember this." Mm-hmm. Which finally, it kind of had them stopping. Mm-hmm. But then the royal court oh shows up, <laughs> and they're like, Prince Corey, what are you doing here? And he all beat up, and they, the king sends him to the hold, yeah. because he's like, what is my brother doing with the outlaws? Right. And he's beat up, like, what's going on? So they both sent to the hold. Mm-hmm. Finally, Corey comes clean, clean to his brother, and he's like, I don't want to... No, he doesn't tell him that he doesn't want to do this anymore. Tessa Tessa tells him. She was like, you know, your brother really doesn't want to be this person anymore. It's killing him every time he slits someone's throat or has to kill someone. Like, it's killing him inside and he's doing it for you so you don't have to do it. But again, Korik isn't being honest. Exactly. Neither one of them. Oh, that so mad. So then... King Harris, 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 <laughs> where'd you at? Where'd you get that L from? I don't know. 
I'm falling apart it's here. Harrison. Harrison. Call him Harry. Yeah. King Harry. King Harry. Basically, yeah. it's like, okay, so he doesn't want to be the king's justice anymore, so I'm not going to call upon him anymore. Mm-hmm. And Prince Korg is like, my brother doesn't want to see me. Yeah. <laughs> oh He's God. like, what do I do? So finally, they they talk it out. You know, they finally figure out where they went wrong in their relationship. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, um, Tessa realizes that he's been getting fake medicine. Yes. Because he, when they're having like this disagreement, he has like a coughing fit. And she looks down at the table to make him like a potion. Because she's really good about, you know, knowing flowers and herbs and making things out of it. Because her dad was an apothecary. Yes. That's how she knows. Um, so she she knew like, oh, if I put this flower and this herb together, it will help with his cough. And she's like, she sees what looks like a moonflower, but it's not. And then she's realizing, like, hey, I think someone has been using fake, basically, moonflowers as medicine. And he's been using it. So he hasn't been getting, you know, the proper doses he's supposed to. And probably other people haven't really been getting it. And they only get their medicine from um, two two places, which is Alexander, right? Alexander. Alexander. And who was... It's the... Is it... Mar, it's not Lissa, is it? Lissa Mar, Marpetta? I think it is Marpetta it is, because okay. I think... Um, there were... Ariella. I think she's the... the oh, she was the sympathizer. Yeah, the sympathizer. So, yeah. Then it was Lissa who also grows more Right. Power. So, they have been helping with the rebellion... Like, yeah. funding it so that they can get more money from mm-hmm. the king. So, they're like, oh, you know, come after this carriage and I'll give you moonflower yeah. for, for, you know, for your medicines and stuff. But they haven't been getting moonflower. They've been getting these fake flowers that right. look like moonflower. And they don't even... And the royal sector has been getting it, too. And they haven't been knowing. So, they're making money and they're not even, like, giving them real... Real moonflower. Exactly. So, it's a whole corruption. And it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I believe it ends... This is when they... When she figures out that the moonflower, the petals are not real... This is when the palace gets attacked mm-hmm. by the rebellion as well. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what they think. At yeah, right time. at the same time. Yes. So, like, King Harrison has to, like, leave the palace. Mm-hmm. Prince Cork has to leave. Like, everyone has to leave and hide. And they actually go into the wilds to hide. Back to the workshop. <laughs> Back to the workshop where they first got caught. Yeah. And they have to come up with a plan to be like, okay, how can we stop the rebellion? Mm-hmm. So, King Harrison is like, okay, what if we promise the moon flower, like, real, the real flower, and hopefully we can come to, like, you know, understanding of, like, okay, you get, eight, I think they get it for, like, eight weeks for free. Yeah, they get it for free. 
They had to, like, force Alessander to say, mm-hmm. give it to them for eight weeks mm-hmm. for free. Because they find out that he was the one who was funding everything. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, wait, they broke into the king, like, the royal sector? Yeah. They weren't supposed to bomb they that. They took it too far. They took it too far. And in order for him not to get hanged, basically, for treason, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you have mm-hmm. to provide the moonflower for the next, like, I think it was like eight weeks or something. Yeah, I believe you're right. Like you, ha- and it's for everyone—the poor, the rich, whatever. You have to provide this for for everyone. And um, your little companion chick, who out, you know, who was helping you too, she has to help yeah. too. So I think the story ends with him saying, "Okay, we're gonna do that." And Tessa was. And the king coming to like an understanding, and I think that's just how it ends. Yeah. So they decide finally, Prince Coric isn't gonna do like the king's justice thing. Right. Anymore. He's not gonna do king, that anymore. King Harrison's gonna like step up and take over more of mm-hmm. those duties. Um, he decided to hire Tessa to work with the doctors. Yes. To like kind of help out and divvy mm-hmm. up what should be div- divvied up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's kind of how they left it. Like, I, I think it also ended with them gonna try and get, uh, Larissa back to the royal sector because she went home. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think right. they're going to find her because Let's, she yeah. has to answer for those fake flowers too. Okay, first of all, they're not gonna make her do shit because what is Alessandra doing? Exactly. Nothing. So this is why I'm like, I'm thinking maybe she was the main mm-hmm. like planner of everything because she left right sense. at the right moment when the yes. rebellion got too bad. She was like, I'm out. It kind of reminds me of like in Harry Potter, the last one when Draco and his family were like, bye. Yeah, and they're like, deuces. Yep. Basically, she yeah. was like, you fight that battle. I'm, I'm not, not fighting it. it. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. But yeah, I'm like, I didn't... It was almost like, okay, yes, it ended on a cliffhanger, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like super like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah, it was just like, okay, and Because it kind of, it could have just ended. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you know, they came to a compromise. Mm-hmm. The people are going to get some medicine now. Yeah. You know, Wes and Tessa are together. The king, you know, is still king. Okay. They're going to fix up, you know, everything they need to. So I'm really curious as to what's going to be in book two. Um, Defend the Dawn. Defend the Dawn, yes. Which comes out September 13th, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited for. I can't wait to read it because I'm Mm going to read it because this book was so good. But I'm, I'm curious to see where... Where else this goes? Like, does Lachlan go um go back on his word with the rebels? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't think we're getting enough out of this. Is uh Larissa, right? I, I think, think it's the, Lissa. Isn't it Lissa? Lissa? Larissa? Lissa? Lissa? I don't know. Lissa. Lissa, okay. Marpetta. Yeah. Um, And, like, what is her... What what hand does she have in yeah. everything? Because we always see Alexander like at the front of everything. He's the one who like provokes everything. Yeah. You know he's a bad person, but she's always been on the sly. Like mm-hmm. she's quiet. She doesn't really say she's the anything. Weasel. I think so. I, <laughs> I really just, do. Like I wish 
I wish they would have done more to Alessander because it was just like, okay, now you're going to give them medicine for eight weeks. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're done. Like, he runs a whole sector. Like, Mm -hmm. why? I have a question, though. Do you think... I'm getting some love vibes... Ooh, from who? Between... Hear me out. King Harrison and... um, Quint? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I thought the same... So... At first, when we started to meet Coric, I mm-hmm. thought Coric and Quint may have kind of had that mm-hmm. kind of relationship, mm-hmm. but obviously we find out that's not true. So I wasn't thinking Harrison, but I, I was think, thinking Quint was I someone. Think, I think Quint. So Quint is basically oh, so cute. Um, Quint's job is like he's, he's the, like the master of the house. Yeah, he's like knows like all the info, like like like. What do you call those people that, with the scrolls and stuff? I always think of him as someone with, like, scrolls and writing notes and knowing about everyone. I was everyone. Just thinking of him being, like, the leader of, like, the servants. He knows everyone that's in the mm-hmm. palace. He knows when to um, bring the king and mm-hmm. the king's justice food. Like, he yeah. knows all the information. He sets up meetings. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's, like... Master of all kind yes. of thing. Um... And I only say that because when Quint, who is Corey's best friend, um, jumps in the way of the arrow getting to King Harrison, and like he gets hurt, and the way like the king kind of like okay. helps him and like tends to him, and I'm like, oh my god, I think maybe they like each other. That's so cute. <laughs> I like it. Which I would love. And then... It Bridget, ha- are you listening? <laughs> and then I feel like that might be what the tension is between Alexander and the king. Okay. Because maybe, like, they had a relationship and then they had a falling out because of... Oh, they were because really close. They were very close growing mm-hmm. up. And then because the the his father, the previous king, and... Uh, Alexander's dad had like that falling out. Mm-hmm. That's why they probably kind of broke up because he was like, "Hey, your dad kind of embarrassed my dad," kind of thing. And I don't know. And that's why they've it. always butted head and always had this like tension and hate for each other because maybe they did have a relationship. But I think Quint and the King kind of like. I like it, and I'm here for it. I want to see it happen. I love it. I I, mean, it's probably too late now if it's not the case. I know. But I I felt like some romantic... I did feel something with Quint. I just couldn't put my hand Mm -hmm. on it. But I felt like there was Mm -hmm. something going on with him. And I think that's why the king finds him so annoying. It's because he really likes him. Oh, that's so cute. Right? Isn't that cute? (laughs) And I think Quint likes to bother him on purpose, too. He's like, look at me. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. I don't know. I just get those vibes. But I really, really am like, I really, really like this book. Same. And yeah. if they do end up together, I'll be so happy. <laughs> I'll be too. You said it. You said it first. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We'll I, see. We'll see. I'm going to have to read that book. I can't wait. September can't come fast enough. Yeah. But then it can because then I go back to work and I don't want to, so. No. Let's enjoy the summer first. Let's enjoy the summer and all the books we're going to read. Yes. But yes, I really love Defy the Night. I love the characters. I love um, Korik and his transformation and like coming, 
you know, being true to himself finally and just mm-hmm. expressing himself. I love that Tessa, although she made me mad, she was a strong female character. Yeah. Like, you know, although she had those, like, save me moments, yeah. um, I feel like she's really trying to help the people like her parents were trying to do. Yeah. And I like the side character, like, Quint. I love some of the... Um, Royal guards, they were pretty funny. Rocco. Yeah, they were pretty good. A lot so, of the characters had like complexity. Like mm-hmm. they were just so like you felt the troubles, like the pressures and everything between the king, like with him, within himself, like trying mm-hmm. to be good, but mm-hmm. trying to be stern. The same with Corrick, trying to yes. be good, trying to be stern. Mm-hmm. And then Tessa, like, do I want a revolution? Do exactly. I not want a revolution? Exactly. So, it was interesting. And how far would they take it? Yeah. You know? Was she going to be part... Because when she thought Wes was dead, she wanted to be... She didn't want to be an outlaw. She wanted to be a rebel. She wanted to blow shit up. She wanted to fight back. So I'm happy she, like, didn't do that. And she kind of was just like, no, that's not the right way to go about Mm -hmm. things. So it could have... It could have changed dramatically. But I... I enjoyed it. I really like the characters. I love that. Cork and Wes are the same person, yeah. so I didn't have I know, to I lose was so Wes. Upset. I think that would have ruined it for me. I think it would have been hard to like Cork yeah. and her together. Just I because agree. I loved how her and Wes were together. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy like they wound up being the same And it wasn't person. like the typical like betrothed. Like right. They didn't have a princess that was lined up to be with Cork or Harrison. Or right, anything. right. It was just, mm-hmm. She was just... A poor person. She was just, just there, trying to help. Trying mm-hmm. to help. Mm-hmm. And they love each other. It's so cute. Mind <laughs> your metal. Mind your metal, Tessa. Yes. All right. So well, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoy it. And if you haven't read Defy the Night, I hope... Well, this is basically a spoiler for you. Yeah. But maybe you still want to read it. <laughs> I mean, I think if people are listening to us, they already know that we completely spoiled yes, the Yes, we definitely. We did, we did. So hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. Mm -hmm. Tell us what your favorite book trope is in the comments. Give us some books with some really good book tropes. You know, a good enemies to lovers, friends to lovers. Maybe there's a, you know, forced proximity book that you really like. Or there's not many, but sharing one horse. <laughs> give us give us a sharing one horse, because I like those. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, you know what? Fade of Wrath and Flame. That has a good one horse trope. Oh yeah? Yep. The one horse trope. One horse trope. <laughs> so yes, tell us what your favorite your favorite book tropes are. <laughs> uh, we would love to hear it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.